we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach. You know who it is. It's Brittany. How we doing? Uh, Last week, I shared an episode about making self-doubt your ally, and I'm just wondering what you thought about it. So if you have any feedback or any questions, I had a lot of people send me emails and ask me questions about doubting relationships or doubting jobs and and all these things, and they were phenomenal questions. So I just want you to know that if you listen to the show and you have a question, send me a message. I love hearing from you. Seriously. Give you permission to reach out. Cool? Okay. So today's topic, we got two for two on the solo episode. What do we think about that? Do you like the solo episodes or do you prefer a guest? I'm open. I'm open for feedback, open for business. Okay, so hi. Let's get into the episode. So today's episode is something that has been on my mind and my heart for quite some time. And I've noticed during this pandemic and everything in between, um, the struggles and everything that people are going through, I have noticed this trend of positivity. And homegirl over here, you know me, I am a positive person. It is in my DNA. I have trained myself to look on the bright side. I see the silver linings in things. I have rose-colored lenses on. However, I have learned through my own journey and my own darkness and my own shadows that positivity has a dark side, just like everything else. And I really want to talk about this today because working with clients, they have gone through some shit. Weddings have been canceled. Jobs have been lost. People have gotten sick. Plans have been canceled. I mean, we are going through a global trauma. And one of the things that I've noticed with my clients is I constantly hear, I'm just trying to stay positive. I'm just trying to stay positive. And it makes me like cringe a little bit because I I get it. I'm all for, I'm like team positive. I mean, hello, Positively Real Podcast. But I also don't want them to downplay and dismiss how they're feeling because our feelings are these amazing messengers. And I wish I would have learned this earlier on in my life. I probably would have made less poor decisions, but feelings are so important and they are a part of the human experience. And positivity when you're trying to dismiss your feelings or someone else's feelings can be very, very, very harmful. And I'm incredibly guilty of this. I have used the phrase, this too shall pass. Everything will be okay. Stay positive. Look on the bright side. It could be worse. 
I've definitely said those things when I was uncomfortable, when I was sitting with someone's grief and pain and I didn't know what to say. And instead of just holding space, I felt like I had to fill it with these little positive pops. (laughs) I don't know what to call them. But um, looking back, I realized how damaging those phrases can be. And if you are telling yourself over and over again, hey, everything's fine, focus on the positive during very challenging, heavy times through this pandemic, you might want to listen to this. So if you've ever gone through a difficult time, which if you're a human being, You most likely have. If not, you're a robot. I don't know. But if you've been through a hard time, probably someone has said to you, hey, cheer up. It could be worse, right? And you're like, oh my God, I just want to punch you in the face. Yeah. That phrase, that's toxic positivity, my friend. And the thing is, and before you get all in a tizzy, you're like, I just want to stay positive. I hear you. So do I. I mean... (laughs) My nickname from my husband on our first date was Silver Lining because for every negative thing Brian would say, I had a positive rebuttal. I'm surprised that we ended up together. And honestly, because I was like positivity dumping all over him. (laughs) Anyway, so there's no doubt and I can speak to this, it's those phrases, they come from a good place. They have a good intention. But as I've learned is intention doesn't really mean shit. And it's all about the impact that you make by the words that we say. And putting rose color lenses on during a tough time, that can have a negative impact. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I've just, I've heard it so much throughout the past six months and I've caught myself wanting to fill awkward silences with that. And I've actually had to take a step back and really reflect of like, what is the impact of me saying these things. So let's define what toxic positivity is. And this falls in the umbrella of spiritual bypassing, which uh, Sabi and I talked about on the self-love episode, but we didn't really talk about toxic positivity. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into what this, um, what this means. So toxic positivity is the idea that we should focus only on positive emotions and the positive aspects of life. And it's a deep belief that if we ignore difficult emotions and the parts of our life that aren't working well, that we'll be much happier. Now I'm laughing because I'm so guilty of that. Oh my gosh, like I have done it. Um, And what I learned are those negative parts of our lives. They do not go away. In fact, they manifest in other ways and result in some self-sabotaging behavior, which 
I'm also very guilty of. And the thing about emotions are no matter what you try to do, if you do not acknowledge them, they do not go away. They keep a knock in, they keep a knocking until they come up in a very harmful way to yourself. And if you're in a self-sabotaging place, most likely others. The problem with toxic positivity is it downplays the human brain and how we process emotions. And this can be a really big problem for our our mental health. So we do this to people, we do this to ourselves, and we don't want to downplay our emotions. And the reason why is our emotions are incredibly informative. They tell us so much about ourselves. And this is really important to recognize because if you feel that means you're alive because you're a human and that's a good thing because being a human is raw it's messy but it's also so beautiful and it's the dark and the light and the shadows and everything in between that makes us a human being. So that's why toxic positivity can be so detrimental because if you only focus on the positive and you downplay your emotions, you're missing out on this whole other part of yourself. So let's talk about, so if you're listening and you're like, okay, so what are some signs of toxic positivity? So these are some common expressions of toxic positivity that will help you just be more aware of when you're experiencing it and also partaking in it, so speaking it. Uh, So one sign is hiding or masking your true feelings. So if someone asks how you're doing and you're like, I'm good, but really you're sad, that's toxic positivity. Um, Trying to just get on with it, like just trying to push past what negative feeling that you're experiencing. And I want to take that back. I really don't like using the word negative or positive, good or bad when it comes to feelings, because feelings are are just feelings. They are just a vibration. And when we label them, that's when things get a little bit messy. Um, another sign of toxic positivity is feeling guilty for what you feel. Like guilt We create that in our mind, and if we feel guilty for feeling a certain way, that is toxic positivity. Um, Another sign is minimizing other people's experiences with feel-good quotes. (laughs) Guilty. Um, And that one is like a a big one for me because I have these little Britney-isms and I am now so aware of what toxic positivity is. There's a place for it 100% because the world needs positivity, just not at the expense of downplaying someone else's emotions. Um, Another sign, and this is also something that I do very often, is trying to give someone perspective. When someone's coming to you and they are hurting and they're feeling, they just want a space. They, they don't need perspective at that moment. They will, they'll let you know when they need perspective. And this is something that I have had to learn, especially being a coach. It's just allowing people to feel what they're feeling. Um, another sign of toxic positivity is shaming others for expressing negative emotions, anything that's like other than being positive. And another sign is brushing off things that are bothering you. 
and I use the phrase, it is what it is a lot. Um, and it's very easy to brush things off. Now you can come to a place of allowing, surrendering, allowing what is and accepting it. But in order to get to that place, you have to honor the feelings that you're feeling. So those are signs of toxic positivity. And as you can tell, I mean, Hey, we've all done it. It's, it's, it's okay. That's why I wanted to talk about it because I've noticed it so much with everything that's going on in the world and especially with racism. And this was kind of when I, not when I had an aha moment, but I realized that toxic positivity is definitely can be applied to systemic racism. And I think I've noticed this, especially on the gram in the beginning, um, the way that people call for racial justice often is like, well, like, I can't believe this is still going on. Like, we, we got to choose love and faith. And like, that's not going to change our systems. And when people are in a, are using toxic positivity in terms of racism, they might be downplaying the person that is sharing like a a story or experience that they've had and that involved racism and and just making it feel like it wasn't a big deal. And a lot of times people are calling on love and peace and positive thinking and all of that. And like, I'm all for love and peace, positive thinking, but it's not going to dismantle racism and white supremacy. And that has been um, a very big eye opener for me because we don't want to cause more harm than has already been done. And we don't want to avoid hard conversations just because it isn't positive. I saw a phenomenal quote on the gram that talked about toxic positivity um, around the conversations of oppression. And the myth is avoiding any and all conversations about oppression is more fulfilling and positive way to live life. But the reality is having conversations about oppression can be positive because justice has always been about love. And I read that and that really that really resonated with me because justice is about love and we come from a place of love, but we can't hide behind just saying only love heals if we're not doing anything about it. So basically that pretty much sums up toxic positivity. Now don't worry. I'm not going to just leave you. Like I'm not going to just like dump on you toxic positivity and what to do, uh, nothing to do about it. Of course I'm going to tell you it give you, not tell you. These are just my suggestions and this is what I'm working on. But I want to offer them to you because just like anything, self-awareness can help you change or transform how you show up for yourself and how you show up for others. Because you can definitely be a victim of your own toxic positivity. Like just take a moment, okay? Think about your current outlook just your outlook on life. Are you or have you forced toxic positivity on yourself during the pandemic? Just be honest. It's okay. We all have. It's how we are trying to get by. Respect it. Okay? 
Now, the next question, have you given yourself time to sit with your grief and uneasiness over how life as we know it has changed? Now, the last question is, have you pushed those thoughts away as quickly as possible so you can focus on staying positive and grateful for what you have? Yeah, I've done it. I'm sure we've all done it. And there's nothing wrong with it, right? It, it's okay to focus on positive, but it's also so important to acknowledge your uneasiness, acknowledge your grief, acknowledge your frustration, acknowledge your anger, all of it, acknowledge it. Because the sooner you can acknowledge it, the sooner it'll pass through you and you can be in that happy, positive place. It's not one or the other. It's not this all or nothing mentality. Like you can be sad, but then you can also be happy. And that's just how emotions vibration, that energy, that's how it works. You know, I'm a big gratitude fan and gratitude is what grounds me during really hard times, but I use that gratitude to acknowledge the hard times, to acknowledge the uneasiness. Like when everything first happened, I realized my business is not recession proof and coaching is a luxury and probably the first thing to go if you have to budget and and um, rearrange some things in your life. And that was probably one of the most uncomfortable I felt in a long time in relation to my my work. And it was really uncomfortable. And the first week I really just distracted myself. I tried to stay positive. I was doing all these things. I was in like posting videos. I was working out. I was doing workout videos. I was all over the place. And I, (laughs) by the end of the week, I was completely drained and I realized, ah, I haven't sat with this uncomfortable feeling yet. I'm trying so hard to remain positive for everybody because people think that I'm like this positive all the time type of gal and I have to continue to wear that label and wear that hat and show up that way. And I felt this like pressure that people were like looking to me for that. And I was forcing it on myself without just allowing myself to just sit and feel the discomfort of the thoughts that I had. I was afraid. I was uneasy. I was unsure. But what I learned through that experience was just by allowing those feelings to come in, I was able to be way more authentic about where I was at. And that has been my practice. I have a thought. And instead of pushing off the thought, I allow myself to go there because that thought is a possibility. Like I could lose all my clients. I could lose my job. I could lose everything, right? Like that's a possibility. That's a possibility without the pandemic. However, there's also other possibilities that I can be better because of this. I can grow because of this. This is going to test my grit and my resilience and it's going to make me a better coach and a better wife and a better friend. Like these are all thoughts that I have. And I allowed both. I gave airtime to both. And I decided which thoughts were going to help me be more of who I want to be. But if I would have just avoided, I call it like whack-a-mole. 
whack-a-mole those feelings and emotions. It's like, oh, that's bad. Whack-a-mole. Get out of here. Whack-a-mole. And it just doesn't work. So what are we going to do so we don't fall down the rabbit hole of toxic positivity? I mean, we've all been there. I think of that meme of like someone saying some positive quote and then that um, Batman backhanding the person. Like, I'm sure people have wanted to do that for me. And I don't blame you. But That's why I wanted to share this episode with you because this is something that I've actively worked on and it's allowed me to be more of a human, more relatable and open. And I actually allow myself to feel more than I ever have. When I first started going to Kinfolk, I had a big old wall around my heart. I was a big fat armor because I didn't want to get hurt. And that had been built up since I was a little kid and uh, from my childhood and experiences. And Kinfolk has really helped me process those emotions that I felt like I wasn't strong enough to handle. And what I know for sure is I can handle them. And so can you. So instead of going on just trying to stay positive, it's like you're clenching your fist so hard and you don't, you're like white knuckling. You're like, I just don't want to feel negative. It's like, just go there. It's all good. So let me share some tips with you that will help with toxic positivity for yourself and for others. So the first thing is give yourself permission to have both negative and positive emotions. Because you're capable of having different perspectives about uncomfortable, uncertain, struggling, troubling situations, even when you're in the thick of it. So you can lean in to both the positive and the negative. So you can be realistic. So it's like practicing gratitude. Like you can be grateful for all that you have, but you can also be honest about what's bothering you. So if you had to move your wedding, like, yes, you can be grateful that you have a roof over your head, you're in love, and you're going to do a backyard wedding, but then you can also acknowledge the frustration and missing what you thought it was going to be. Like, give yourself permission to just experience that. Another thing that you can do is view your emotions as the messenger because If we avoid the harder emotions, we're really missing out on valuable information. So for example, like if you're walking down the street and it's an alleyway and you get scared, like that might just be telling you like, hey, be aware of your surroundings, right? Like that's just information. It's very valuable. It's very important. So they just give you a snapshot of what's going on in the given moment, but they don't tell you what to do or how to react, right? So that's up to you to decide based off of how you're feeling. So when you don't pay attention to the harder feelings, it can come across like you don't have feelings and it can make you less approachable and relatable. And I doubt anybody ever wants to give off that impression. So it's okay to just acknowledge the more difficult, challenging emotions. If feeling uncomfortable from the emotion is the worst thing that happens in that given moment, then you're going to be okay, right? That's the first step is think of your emotions as your guides. They're going to help you make sense of the things around you. 
So if you're sad that you lost your job, then it might mean that the job had a, was a very meaningful experience. Um, if you're anxious about presenting something at work, it probably means that you care like if you get your message across or how it's going to be received. So those emotions are just giving you so much information. So that's the first thing is just think of those emotions as your messengers. They are your guides. They're going to help you understand what's going on in the given moment. Okay. So if we're sad, we're asking for comfort. And if you're feeling guilty about something, it's asking for forgiveness. So this is very valuable for you to get through whatever it is that you're experiencing. Okay. So looking on the bright side is awesome, but just acknowledging when things don't feel very bright because the bright side will be so much brighter if you go through that dark side, those difficult emotions. So then the next thing that you can do is take a deeper look at what those emotions are telling you through journaling. Oh, I love journaling so much. I think journaling is probably one of the best exercises that every single person in this world would benefit from because it gets all of our thoughts out of our head onto paper. So if you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep, keeping a journal by your bed is so helpful because it can help you eliminate the overwhelm because our brain can only hold so many short-term thoughts at a time. And if you get them out of your head onto paper, it starts to make space in your head. So for example, if you're writing, like I'll just write what's on your mind and I'll just let it free flow. Or I could write about something specific. And a great journal prompt is asking yourself like, yes, and. So if you write something, for example, you say, I am so grateful to have a roof over my head and I really dislike the job that is continuing to pay me in order to afford having the roof over my head. So you can be like, I really don't like my job, but you can also be grateful for having a roof over your head. So you can have those both sides to it. And it again, is a great example of the human experience. I remember something so specific with my husband. Again, he always calls me out for these things and I'm so grateful for it. But I was really stuck in my job and I kept saying, I'm just, but I'm so grateful. It's a dream job. I'm so grateful. Anyone would love to have this job. And I remember he said to me, don't let your gratitude, your gratefulness keep you complacent. And that stuck with me because I do, I was, that was toxic positivity. I was masking how I was feeling, which was miserable, so unhappy, complaining with gratitude. And that didn't work because I've kept feeling so much resistance towards it. So you can be grateful, but you can also acknowledge when things are just not right. So the next thing is once you know what's causing you to feel the way that you're feeling, the next step is making a conscious effort to take care of yourself. So if you're feeling exhausted, it's a sign that you just need to take a step back and do less, not push through and, and do more and just get to the end and be like, okay, well, once this week is done, I'll rest because that will never come. You'll always find something else to do. So acknowledging what you're feeling 
recognize what it's trying to tell you, and then taking care of yourself. That's it. That's what we just got to do. Instead of sprinkling, everything's going to be okay, like stay positive, like that just is exhausting. And it's okay to not be okay. And this is coming from someone who like only focused on being okay. And just no one would know if I was sick, if I was having a bad day, like just no one. I internalized, I internalized, I ate my way through it. I drank my way through it. Um, I did all the things and I can laugh about it because I see it so clearly now. But when I was in it, I didn't realize what I was experiencing. I was just toxic positivity all over myself. And I don't want that for you. I want you to just feel how you're feeling. Now, I'm not a therapist. Um, This podcast is not meant for therapy. So if you're dealing with really difficult emotions, there are so many awesome resources that can help you process them so you don't have to do it alone. I know that there's apps like Talkspace, um, and there's a couple other ones I'll put in the show notes that you can literally meet with a licensed therapist on your phone that can help you process your difficult emotions. So sometimes if you're in a really dark place and only you will know that, it might not be safe for you to process them by yourself. And that's okay. If you recognize that, just know there's just, there's so many resources, so many resources out there. And if you feel like you don't know who to reach out to, reach out to me and I will direct you to someone that can help you process those feelings. Okay. So I just wanted to put that little side note because it is important to recognize that sometimes it's hard to go to those emotions without the help of someone walking you through it. So there you have it. Now you know what toxic positivity is, what it looks like, what to do about it. And yeah, that's, that's all I got for you. You know, I know it can be very beneficial to look on the bright side and I can promise you I will continue to bring the positivity because that is what I do. But I just want you to know how important it is to acknowledge and listen to our emotions when things are uncomfortable. Okay. Like that's how you're going to build resilience. So give yourself permission to be okay with it. No one can be a ray of sunshine 24-7. Even this positive poly pocket, like I'm not always a ray of sunshine, okay? I'm not. And that's because humans, we just don't work that way. It just doesn't work and it's not real, okay? So I just want you to give yourself permission to feel and just know that you're not alone, You are not alone. There are resources. There's people that care about you and love you. And the beauty is that they're also experiencing this discomfort, this grief, right? This uneasiness. You're not alone. We're all experiencing this together. It's a global trauma and we're in it together. So that in itself allows you to just ah, like breathe and, and not have to remain positive. And... I think the last piece is by paying attention to how you're feeling and processing your emotions as they come and go, they're going to help you understand yourself. And I know that from experience, but they'll also help you understand those around you. And that is what we need more of. We need more people understanding each other. And again, coming from that place of love because 
love is where we started from. Fear is something that we've learned. And now I'm dedicating my life to unlearning that fear and and really coming from that true place of unconditional love. And that means accepting and honoring the uncomfortable emotions as they arise. All right, my friends, that's that's it. If this resonated with you, leave me a review. I would be so grateful. Send me a message. Again, you're not alone. I just want you to know that. I will hammer that home. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. And you are so loved. You are so loved. So if you need anything, please reach out to me. And yeah, you know, you know what I'm going to say? Love yourself. Own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my beautiful friend. I'll catch you next time.